Alrighty, buddy. It's Scoots here. And, uh, I, uh, this is, uh, interesting. Uh, I, I can't believe we've never done an episode about this, but I can't remember ever doing an episode about this. And so this will be a little bit of a setup here, but, uh, so I just took Kakoa for a walk, well, about 45 minutes ago. And I was listening to the intro for what what's scheduled to be episode 1071, Spice Friends 10. Will it be episode 1071? I don't know. But uh, I do know that I was listening and, and it came up. I was talking about the word bouillabaisse. Uh, and I was listening to myself expound on pointless meanders around bouillabaisse uh, and how hard it, like how that's not a sight, that's a sight word for me. No chance of me spelling it. Maybe you don't know this and maybe I can normalize it for some people, but I have uh, like dyslexia and it wasn't like it was something I always talked about. Like uh, I never was tested for it as a child or even a young adult. And it wasn't until like uh, adulthood that uh, someone was practicing giving out tests uh, as part of their education or their graduate education. And they gave me a test. And then I said, see, I I knew I was a a dyslexic. And like uh, not a big deal, but it it just means... uh, I don't know what it means. I thought I'd just share that for you in case you've ever felt that way. And you could feel that way about something else. You say, well, a lot of times, you know, like it's, uh, uh, but for me, the dyslexia is just one of those things where it's like, oh, well, why can't you just do, like memorize how to spell it or something? I say, well, this is my brain just doesn't quite work that way. But what I do want to do is look, let's, so, oh, so the idea for the episode. So the idea for the episode was that, uh, I said, I've, I've never done an sp- episode based on the the, cons- the archetypal concept of a spelling test. Now, not uh, don't worry if you have, like, if you're like me. I mean, because I'm sure that, like, there's all sorts of people having experience with spelling tests, right? And uh, I totally understand that. So, um uh, so I, I'm going to make this sleepy as possible, and it won't really be about spelling. It'll be about pointless meanders and superfluous tangents. So what I'm going to do is grab my research, and then I'll be right back. So without further ado, I want to welcome you to the uh, Scoots uh, Scriptless Spelling Bee, uh, where uh, I'll be the only contestant, and I'll be, t- you know, there'll be silent uh, people, so... Uh, It'll be structurally a bit like the spelling bees of fame, but oh boy. And it, I probably will also have to go on a tangent about where I'm getting my lists of words from because that'll make it fun as well, hopefully. Uh, but this first word comes from the intro from Spice Friends 10, I think. Uh, base, uh, Booyabase. Uh, I'm looking at the word so I know the correct spelling. And I actually have the definition. It's a provincial fish stew uh, from France. And bouillabaisse is spelled B-O-U-I-L-L. Bouille. So that bouille, bouille. Is it bouillabaisse or bouillabaisse? B-A-B-I-A-B-A-I-S-S-E. Beautiful word. Beautiful spelling. 
I know, like, I don't eat, uh, I'm, I'm allergic to crustaceans, so I don't have a lot of bouillabaisse, but I love saying bouillabaisse. And bouillabaisse has broth, uh, broth-based bouillabaisse. Uh, if I created my own subgenre of EDM, it would be called bouillabaisse, uh, bo- bo- broth, bouillabaisse, something like that. So now let's hop over to some of these words that are hard to spell. This is from dictionary.com. Uh, 33 hard words to spell. From This was our just uh, January 19th, 2022. And it's necessary. I start with the word necessary because it's spelled necessary. N-E-C-E-S-S-A-R-Y. And it's a double consonant does not change how the word is pronounced. That's what makes it hard to spell. The two S's. Uh, this is where actually I'm at an advantage sometimes with necessary because I know the length of the word because it's a sight word for me. So if it's missing the S, I, would, I might add two C's, but I could add two S's because I know it's necessary to be a longer word when it's a sight word, which just means I, I see the word as a picture or what you would call a picture that is the, the how it's spelled. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't even know if it's correct. This is just my experience in trying to translate something that's almost untranslatable in my mind. But I'm pretty sure when I see necessary, I just see the whole word. And I don't, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's the sum of its parts, but I don't necessarily see the parts, I guess. So when they have to break it into its component parts, that's when it gets interesting. And, you know, a lot of people say, you, you're taking a whole episode to make it about you. And I say, oh, boy, that's my middle name is making it about me. I know, and it's a bit narcissistic, right? Uh, N-A-R-C-I-S-S-I-S-T-I-C, narcissistic which is similar to necessary. I guess it's got that double S. Uh, and CNS is narcissistic. Uh, and I guess it comes from uh, Greek. Uh, but yeah, narcissistic. Uh, you know, I, ha- I do have, I- I'm familiar with narcissists, and n- narcissists, uh, which they just add the tick in there. And, you know, there's rarely an occasion where I don't, I, I mean, it's just part of uh, who I am. You know, I, I, uh, I guess I have the, the uh, maybe the shadow side of narcissism where I tend to make it more about me negatively a lot of times. But it also it's about what, like I've learned from the podcast, it's like about the occasions that we could relate to with one another. Like the occasions we find find ourselves strolling in the deep, dark night trying to spell Occasion, O-C-C-A-S-I-O-N. This features a C and an S. They're not making the same S sound, uh, but it's a hard C, like a K that can make it hard with a double C. Uh, so that's occasion. You know what I finally learned is that, like, but I never did it at my one of my jobs, was to ask to be accommodated or for, like, I say, hey, can you accommodate me? Uh, with what I'm going on, because like as my job changed to my last day job, like I was supposed to make some presentations and some reports, uh, but I was always uh, de-accommodating me because I didn't want to ask, you know, for help. That's A C C O M M 
O-D-A-T-E. O-D-A-T-E. So that uses a double C and a double M. But it's the vowels, according to this, that are tough. Uh, Accommodate. uh, Sounds like it could be spelled with three O's. uh, uh, Oh, accommodate. uh, Or maybe a U. But there's no U's in the first letters in A. Now, this is a word I would get this, like a consonant and the vowel mixed up on. And, uh, but it's also something one of my siblings, I consider it his hobby, is a vacuum, a V-A-C-U-U-M. I think I would probably be tempted to do a V-A-C-C-U-M. Uh, but it's vacuum instead of a double C, it's got a rare double U. Other words, continuum and moo-moo. M-U-U-M-U-U. Oh, yeah, moo-moo. Okay. Continuum also is C-O-N-T-I-N-U-U-M. U-U-M. I love saying there's something we already found we could love. Very sleepy. U-U-M. U-U-M. That could be a character somewhere. Old U-U-M. It could be E-U-E-U. Not E-U-E-U. I mean, like, well, isn't there an emu? An emu named E-U. Or an emu named uh, UU. UUM. I'm an emu. And from Inu. Named UUM. And that word comes from vacus, which means empty, which also is W in Latin. And you know what I like to do? you know, if I was going to vacuum and uh, enjoy it, maybe I'd like uh, use not only use the accessory on the vacuum, but maybe wear a few accessories. Because accessory is another word that's supposedly hard to spell. A-C-C-E-S-S-O-R-Y. Now, that one I might have a dyslexic advantage because there's double-double consonants. Which is kind of a, like again that has the accessory has a certain length and and uh, like it's almost like when you see one of those pictures and and uh, they're like what's different in this picture and the other picture and uh, I say okay like uh, like accessory's missing something uh, and unlike accommodate where the double C makes a single K sound accessory the first C makes a K sound and the second C makes an S sound accessory. X, ec, accessory. So it's accessory. I'm learning stuff, uh, throwing a double S, and it's a real challenge. Now, there's a lot of, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, UK-based uh, uh, espionage, there's a lot of broccoli. But you know who loves broccoli in this house? My dog, Koa. If you're new to the show, or you just want a cute reminder... Uh, Koa, my dog, loves broccoli. Uh, she loves it like, uh, I've never done a test because I don't think it would be nice for her to choose between a bis- like a dog biscuit or a dog treat and broccoli. Just because she loves broccoli so much, I just, now she, does she get broccoli every day? No. That's one of those things that's been on my to-do list for 20 or 30 years is to have broccoli every day. Never hit that, but, uh, you know, uh, twice a week is pretty good. Inko also likes broccoli stems. She's big into cruciferous vegetables. I don't know how much cauliflower I've given her. But, you know, if you're uh, breaking kale down, she'll eat the kale stems or she'll have kale. 
I think broccoli is her preferred thing. Cooked broccoli, a little bit easier to consume, a little bit less, uh, what are you, gasorific or something. I don't know if that's going to be on the spelling word. Oh, but broccoli, how do you spell it? For the love of Bar- Barbara Broccoli, uh, it's B-R-O-C-C-O-L-I. And uh, it's uh, from the Italian. It features a double C to make a K sound, and you want, might want a Y or an E-E to make that Lee sound, but it's just an L-I. And that one's uh, not quite as hard for me, I guess, but I probably, I don't know, I haven't spelled it in a while. Speaking of vegetables and foods, zucchini's up next, Z-U-C-C-H-I-N-I. And here's something I learned the hard way. I like zucchini, um, my, like, but I over... This was before the podcast, but I over uh, cooked like I I burned my daughter out of bra or zucchini because I you know especially like now in the East Coast like zucchini you know summer zucchini summer squashes you could get bigger and you cut them up and you can grill them or fry them or bake them. In the West Coast, I found especially in the supermarket you get more like. Uh, hot dog size zucchini, but you can cut them into medallions and fry them. They don't have, when you fry them, like a little flash fry, uh, they tend to have a little bit of a tannic, uh, bitter flavor that I don't necessarily associate with my childhood, which was that clean, watery flavor of a zucchini. And I think that was what did it for my daughter, is like that bitterness, which I could still overcome, because if you get the right al dente zucchini cook, it has a wonderful mouthfeel that it is its own reward. Because uh, you say, how could this be so watery? It's like a watermelon almost. And uh, it's also a word that apparently is from Italian and hard to spell. It's got an I to make an E-E sound, a double C to make a K sound. In, oh, in, in UK, which comes from France, courgette, 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 courgette. Thank you for writing that out for me. See that that's spelled like cougar though. C O U R G E T T E courgette. Uh, never knew how to pronounce that till today. I'm not even sure. How about spaghetti? While we're talking about stuff, uh, I think I should be able to reliably spell that one again as a sight word. S P A G. Maybe not though. That S P A G H E T T I can probably get. Uh, that's an Italian or origins uh, letter I at the end of a word in Italian indicates that's plural. Single of spaghetti is spaghetto. Silent H could throw you off. Uh, yeah. I'm more worried about the sp- spag, I guess, because I don't say spaghetti, spa, because oh, that's another way to pronounce A, apparently, that I probably should have learned in second grade. Uh, someone laughed not that long ago when I told them I, th- I actually do throw spaghetti against the wall to see if it's done. And, uh, but uh, I don't eat a lot of pasta. Uh, and I mean, nowadays, most of the pasta I'm eating is uh, like a whole grain or quinoa or brown rice pasta, which I should probably eat some more of because uh, my daughter likes it too. Uh, embarrass. Now, this one, I guess at first glance would be easy, but it's not. Uh, E-M-B-A-R-R-A-S-S. Uh, don't embarrass. 
I didn't realize there was an, I'm not kidding. Uh, I mean, I, I knew it, probably knew it, but that there's an ass instead of embarrass. Uh, it's like, uh, for me, you could say anytime I go anywhere, I'm embarking on being asinine. Uh, so I do put, you know, what comes first embarking. We, I mean, uh, like, uh, I'm at home, I'm, you know, I'm, but, uh, then when I leave home, I'm embarrassed, but you know, I'm embarrassing myself, uh, embarrassing myself what's that uh that embarrassing myself uh um i don't know what that accent is it just popped up in my brain but it's e-m-b-a-r-r-a-s-s did i already say that i may have embarrassed myself again uh one thing that might help you is the ending it sounds like us uh but it's spelled well ass uh uh the double r and the double s uh yes bar Ass, uh, it's adopted from the Portuguese, embarcar, embara, m, m, baracar, yeah, via French, embarasa, embarasar, uh, bourbon, uh, I know how to spell that, even though it wasn't my thing, but now when I see it, I mean, there's a lot of fake, like, uh, imitation bourbon or whatever in, like, uh, or bourbon flavoring now and stuff, like ice cream and stuff, uh, B-O-U-R-B-O-N, bourbon, that's a French word. Speaking of French, charcuterie, right, charcuterie, that's a C-H-A-R-C-U-T-E-R-I-E, or char cut Erie if you're big you know if you've been in Lake Erie or uh the Erie Canal that's what I'm familiar with uh charcuterie charcuterie the French have a different system of spelling which can make it confusing in French the letters C-H-A-R pronounced cha 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 here I don't know what that means char char Char, char, shahar, shahar, shaharkutari, shaharkutari. I think I just got it right, shaharkutari. Uh, cooked process, you know, this is like a, like cheese, cheese and st- like the, the charcuterie, char, shaharkutari would be the uh, meats with a, on a meat plate, I think, meat and cheese plate. I accidentally got one of those one time when I was ordering lunch somewhere and they gave me the shark. They gave me that thing and I said, I didn't order this. And they said, yeah, you did. And I said, but I didn't pay for it. And they said, it's on your order. Not like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that never happens to me, but it didn't happen to me on this case. But I think that'd be pretty sly, especially for someone sober like me, if I was like to, uh, Send a cheese plate to someone. What if they're like, I don't eat dairy. That's what would happen to me. I don't eat meat or dairy. Thank you. And they said, well, I was going to send you a drink, but I know we both don't drink. So, uh, you see, yeah, but I also don't eat dairy or meat or cheese or, uh, also your breath. Then you see, the, even if it went well, they'd say your breath smells like salami and, uh, you know, <laughs> But like whatever, charcuterie breath is not romantic. There's like there's a piece of wisdom. That's probably the biggest piece of wisdom you'll ever get. Uh, uh, charcuterie is not. Um, I think I went on a date. This was before I got sober too, 
And uh, it was, I think it was the second date when I was like, okay, where is this going? And like, I hadn't even, like, I was like, uh, the person that let me know, they, she, she was like, oh, let's go on another date. Uh, Cause I was like, I don't know how, how that went. Uh, uh, wonderful person, like, uh, but, but it was like, uh, I was like, I don't know how that went. And then they said, hey, are we going to go out again? And I said, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, uh, um, it was someone I found, it was one of those times where you're like, if somebody's cool and attra- you're attracted to them, but there wasn't a connection, probably because I was still out there exploring my, uh, was imp- I was not boyfriend material, uh, we'll say. But this is probably another example of that. It's like, this was, a we stopped at some place to get a, just a drink because we were hiking or something. And after the hike, I got a kombucha, another word hard to spell probably. Uh, yeah, let's look that up because I have no idea how to spell it. And uh, there's another f- beverage never, like, the only thing worse would be if you had a kombucha with a uh, charcuterie and a cheese plate. And then, ha- like, that was, w- and then you had hot dogs or something. If I, if I could get this stuff imprinted in my brain to remember, uh, uh, kombucha is K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A. Stuff never to drink or eat on dates. Uh, or you know you're married when, uh, but probably don't have those when you're, like you can have those when you're married, but not on date night or like uh, anything within three hours of when you think there's going to be love in the air. I mean, my advice from somebody that uh, his, his, his advice is, uh, well, I knew, yeah, no, I'm an expert at making these mistakes so you don't have to make them. Some people would say I'm an entrepreneur in bad decision-making, and that's E-N-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. I knew this was French uh, because of the entra, entrepreneur. It starts with an ah sound. You may think it includes an A, but that's not the case. Uh, that one I, can, I, I definitely can't spell because it's just a... I think the E E U R at the end, entree, pre, newer. I'd have try. Yeah, I can't separate that out for some reason. Like I can do it while I'm looking at it and we're talking about it, but then when I close my eyes, can't do it. Uh, liaison. I need a spelling liaison. L I A I S O N O N. This is fun. Uh, I didn't realize, I can't believe it took us whatever, a thousand and uh, almost 1,100 episodes to do this. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Liaison is L-I-A-I-S-O-N. Another French word. You may be tempted to spell it phonetically. Liaison. But much like the I at the end of Italian words, uh, the I in French can make the E-E sound. Remember, liaison has two I's. That makes sense, because if you're having a, like, seriously, that's, uh, they, they, you know, dictionary.com, you could hire me for these quips, probably price you out, but uh, you need two eyes to have a liaison, in more than, like, because, like, even, or four eyes, but you need two eyes in quotes, but two eyes would help start a liaison, because, oh boy, there's a liaison I'd like to have. Or when I see a spelling, I say, could use a spelling liaison. My two eyes aren't going to cut it, so I need uh, 
then I need another metaphor to spell liaison. But I know I see liaison. Oh, you just say I see liaison with two eyes. Uh, that's easy. Yeah, so we could just change that to uh, you need two eyes to see liaison. Connecticut is on here. C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-C-U-T. I can see that's hard to spell. Uh, connect, connect, I cut, uh, is how it's spelled. Uh, uh, it comes from the Mohegan Pequot language and means upon the long river. C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-C-U-T. It goes right into Massachusetts. M-A-S-S-A-C-H-U-S-E-T-T-S. Uh, that's Algonquin. Algonquin. That's from Algonquin uh, at the Large Hill. Here's a, this one's challenging for everybody or for a lot of people. And a lot of times people get made fun of because they pronounce this the wrong way. Epitome or epitome, right? Uh, and I've said it, I've sure, I'm sure I've said epitome on the podcast before. Because it does, I mean, that's a epitome. And when I say epitome, I, that's what I feel like inside. Epitome, or please pity me. No, I don't want pity, though. I just say I feel like I'm epitome. That's where I feel like I am. Uh, E-P-I-T-O-M-E. That's from the Greek. Epitome. Uh, I-H. How do you say that? Pitome. Um, one reason is similar to Italian. All the vowels from Greek words are pronounced. No silent E's here. Epitome. 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 Uh, indict. Uh, yeah, you'll indict my spelling. Indict. Uh, that, I don't, I-N-D-I-C-T. I guess because it doesn't have, you don't pronounce the letter C in this word. Really? Oh, dict. Uh. I guess it depends on how you pronounce your C's. It's related to dictate, D-I-C. Did I say I-N-D-I-C-T? D-I-C-T-A. D-I-C-T-A-T-E is dictate. Oh, boy, we're getting into some good ones here. Gnaw. Gnaw has a G. G-N-A-W. We've seen T-H in silent C. Gnaw. I love that word. That sounds gnaw. Uh, gnaw. It just sounds good to say. And it depends on what you're gnawing. Uh, but if, if it's a metaphorical or figurative word, it's like, yeah, I got to gnaw on that. Or, you know, I don't know. Phlegm. Holy, what a gorgeous word. A gorgeous word, uh, in my opinion. Uh, P-H-L-E-G-M. Phlegm. Phlegm. It sounds lovely to say, lovely to look at. If I could have an affair with a word, uh, non-figuratively, you say, no, 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 no meaning. It's going to be a meaningless romance because I don't want the meaning behind you. It would be phlegm. I would choose, I choose to love phlegm, but not real, not the word phlegm. I'm in love with the word phlegm. I'll tell you. Like it's a meaningless affair. Please, uh, but I lo- I'm in love with you, Flem. Flem, I love you uh, because I don't know. Just looking at you, P H L E G M, Flem. 
Uh, silent G's do not only appear at the beginning words, they can show up in the endings as well. Uh, phlegm, F-L-E-M is how it's said. It uses the letters P-H to make a F-F sound and comes from the Greek uh, phlegm and phone. But yeah, I'm in love. I'm, I'm having a meaningless romance with phlegm. Paradigm. I shifted the paradigm. I said, uh, he said, can you do that? Uh, I said, in in my mind, I can do it. Uh, but I mean, don't ask any more questions than that. I just meant uh, be in love with phlegm and have loving, like a like a meaningless, uh, like a. I have a longing for phlegm. Let's just say that, but it not a meaningless longing for. I have a yeah, I have a meaningless longing for phlegm. So I shifted the paradigm. P a r a d i g m. So don't spell it dime, even though it's said dime. It's d i g m from the Greek uh, paradigma, maybe d e i g m a. Uh, island, uh, it's the letter S is silent, uh, I-S-L-A-N-D. It's from Isle, I-S-L-E. You know what's going to get you? Is, uh, I, think it was, I think it was Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine, but it could have just been Gloria Estefan, which we should look up right now. Gloria is G-L-O-R-I-A. But Estefan is E S T E F A N. I'm surprised, like, uh, like, uh, people, like, that's a pretty cool name to have if you have fans, uh, cause you'd say, uh, uh, or you could say, cause Este is this, is a masculine this, right? And, uh, I wonder what Famosa, I don't know what fan is, but, uh, you could say, I'm a fan of, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, this fan of Gloria Estefan, but is correct pronunciation. Uh, but the rhythm would get you tonight uh, is R H Y T H M. Is two H's, one is silent, and the other is using a diphthong, T H. It sounds like it should have a U. Oh, it doesn't have a U. Oh, interesting. Rhythm. But it doesn't. Uh, comes from the Greek rhythmos. Uh, uh, but I mean, I, I think let's see if we can figure out a way to help us spell this one. Rhythm. It's six letters. Uh, G L O R I A has seven letters, so that doesn't help us. Uh, Stefan has seven letters. Uh, rhythm. One less letter than the letters in either part. G L O R I A. Is that? I don't know. Now, G L O R I A. That's six, dude. Oh, thanks. Uh, sorry, my I was counting on my fingers, and I did it wrong. There's 35 minutes. This is like uh, this could be like uh, one of the loosest episodes we've ever done. So, Glo- G- G- Gloria and Rhythm have the same. I don't know if that'll be helpful. Um, there's a song, G-L-O-R-I-A, that used to, I don't know, like, uh, there's also another song about Gloria, because I had a crush on a teacher named Gloria, kind of, when I was a little kid, pre-pubescence, uh, so, and because she, she was also just nice to me. Wednesday, this is, this is a tough one, I never get this one, 
Wednesday, Wednesday, W-E-D-N-E-S-Day, Wednesday. Okay, because I always think I mix up the E and the N. Woden's Day, the old English. Uh, keeping Woden or Odin in mind is a good way to remember those pesky, that pesky D. Wednesday. That's how I, I mean, I don't know how I'll remember it. Eat is a homophone of the past participle of eat, eight, uh, E-I-G-H-T. But that's not the only thing confusing. I-G-H-T is normally for bright and tight. uh, But uh, it's got that eight. How about uh, acquiesce? it's another word uh, with some letters. Uh, acquiesce. A C Q U I E S C E. Let's see what else. Conscious, conscience. I'm trying to get through this list. I thought it only had 20 words, but it seems like it has more. I thought it said 30. Maybe it said 33, but uh, conscience, C O N S C I O U S. Grateful. G R A T E. Full, grateful. So just, that one's easy. Go back to charcuterie, charcuterie. Uh, when I grate my cheese, I'm great. I'm grateful. I won't be kissing anyone when I'm grating this hard cheese. I'm grateful. Yeah, so there, that's how I could find my gratitude for being, you see, I'm grateful. Separate uh, is uh, separate, uh, S-E-P-A-R-A-T-E. The second vowel sound is spelled with an A and not a U or an E, even though in, it does sound like that sometimes. And then finally, their last word is lightning, L-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-G, L-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-G. The u- unusual combination of T-N may throw you off. However, adding an E would make it lightening, which uh, is a different word to lighten, you know. Okay, so that's that, those words there. Let's see, I got tons of research, so let's see what we, else we can get through here. Okay, this one is uh, from StaffordHouse.com, Stafford House International blog. Alex Levantis, uh, May 16th, 2020. Ten common English words with weird spellings. Uh, this is a tough one. This is a good one. Thorough. T-H-R or through. Oh, no, that's through, through maybe. I don't know. Through. Yeah, T-H-R, T-H-R-O-U-G-H. Uh, T-H-R-O-U-G-H. Uh, it can be an adjective. Uh, the hallway ran through the room or preposition. The printer is through the blue door. But when you look at the phonetics, uh, through or throw, it could be, but it's through. In the U.S., some people spell it T-H-R-U, and I mispronounce it thorough. But uh, I, I say if you if you know who the new kids on the block are, you uh, say uh, the rough. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I thought of new kids on the block because it's the right stuff, baby. They sing. Why do you think of thorough? 
Oh, rough. They, I think they say something. Maybe it's just the right stuff. So I have no idea what I'm talking. I've totally. Well, it's funny. Okay, these are good ones. Q. That's a hard one. Like you might think it's K E W, which is an area in London, but how do you say it? Like spelled Q U E U E. I mean, that's important for theme parks because you got to get in line. They call it a queue. You're queuing up or you're in a queue. Q U. Wait, Q U E U E. Q. Occurred. Uh, o C C U R R E D. Uh, mortgage, uh, M-O-R-T, gauge, uh, that's a sight word, I think. I see it so many times. Mort gauge, uh, so just think of someone named Mort gauging your interest rate. Mort gauge. Jeopardy. G, these again are sight words in the U.S., I guess, uh, G-E-O-P-A-R-D-Y. I lost, you know, the, they just think of, uh, Weird Al. I lost on Jeopardy, baby. Uh, Colonel. C-O-L-O-N-E-L. I guess, again, in the U.S., we see that like in advertisements, but uh, Colonel definitely doesn't sound like K, you know, K-E-R-N-E-L. Need is a tricky one. K-N-E-A-D. It's a homophone uh, uh, as with need, N-E-E-D. Um like C and C, P and P, night and night, sure and sure, sure and sure, depending on pronunciation. Indict. Uh, did we do that one? I N D I C T. Yeah, we did. Handkerchief. That's a good one. Or handkerchief. Uh, hand. Wow, this is a tough one. Handkerchief. Uh, so I guess that one you have to think of. Uh, if you if your sneeze is a kerchief, uh, then you say I'm going to hand you a kerchief for, for your sneeze. H a n d k e r c h i e f, handkerchief. Uh, silent D, handkerchief, uh, handkerchief. Uh, so they say, who's got that sound? So that's from Stafford House. That's good. Okay, this one is from readersdigest.com, rd.com, Megan Jones, January 20th, 2022. Uh, Dilate, there's a good one. Only six letters, D-I-L-A-T-E. People uh, dilate. I don't know. Dilate. Oh, here's a beautiful, this is a word, uh, not quite as gorgeous as that other word I fell in love with, uh, which is whose name I forgot, uh, and it was a word that stood for something you wouldn't want to be, like gaseous, but it wasn't gaseous, uh, this is liquefy, not quite as gorgeous as that other word that I had uh, yearned for so much, so, so mindlessly that, uh, liquefy, L-I-Q-U, E-F-Y, liquefy, uh, last three letters uh, throw people off, E-F-Y, because it sounds like pacify, clarify, specify, rectify, but no, it's L-I-Q-U-E-F-Y, uh, meaning to become liquid, Wednesday, we get Sherbert, here's another one we haven't gotten yet, Sherbert, H-S-A, <laughs> sorry, I already mispronounced it. 
or misspelled it, S-H-E-R-B-E-T. Sherbet, Sherbert, 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 sometimes I say, Sherbert, uh, so that's hard to say because it's, it's an Americaniz- Americanization of sorbet, Sherbert, uh, uh, let's see, both come from the Turkish word serbet, S-E-R-B-E-T, um, and as you can read a lot more, but Sherbert uh, is how people pronounce it in the U- in different regions of the U.S. Sherberts, yeah, Sherberts is how they said it in Syracuse. Sherberts, Sherbert, uh, bologna. You know what they say about me a lot of times? It's bologna, B-O-L-O-G-N-A. I think it, for like twenty or thirty years in the U.S., people would spell out uh, that word. Uh, so in the U.S., uh, but it's from Bologna, right? Bologna is how you say it, the place in Italy. I don't think I've had any, but like that was one of the things I never ate, though I know it's popular. Uh, it's like that's very similar to some other things where I could taste other ingredients in there or something. Playwrights on here. Used to go to this bar called the Playwright to drink when I was, uh, not all the time, but uh, especially if I was meeting people from out of town. I think it closed, too. It's called The Playwright. Uh, Playwright is P-L-A-Y-W-R-I-G-H-T. Playwright. Uh, it's uh, in the 1660s, people who produced plays were, were workers who wrought plays. W-R-O-U-G-H-T. That's a nice word, wrought. Holy cow. Rather than the people that wrote them. So if you wrought something... You were considered a right. This is beautiful stuff. This is this is why this is why I love this. Uh, so if you wrought something, W R O U G H T, you were considered a right. W R I G H T. What if you wrought, uh, like you know the thing that's not Casper, but there's another another word for it, a white, uh, and I think that's a G H. Like what if you wrought. A, you write, you you write a white, right, right, so you're right, right, uh, white, right. Uh, that's a D and that's a character in D and D. And also, right, W R I G H T is another homophone for uh, right, W R I T E. Fuchsia. Oh boy, holy mackerel, that's a good looking word. Uh, uh, fuchsia. F-U-C-H-S-I-A. Man, that's beautiful. This is beautiful. That's a beautiful color, beautiful word. Fuchsia. Just lovely to say, too. Fuchsia. What was the word, though, that I was in love with? I can't believe it was like 10 minutes ago. Was it polyglot? P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T. No, I guess not. Uh, But I guess I've gone polyglot on my word romances. Uh, I really wish I'll, I'll look it up. Minuscule. Wow. Did I spell fuchsia? F-U-C-H-S-I-A. Minuscule. There's another. Man, I'm not trying to be too, like, uh, but minuscule is nice too. M-I-N-U-S-C-U-L-E. Uh, it comes from Latin minus uh, or minus, uh, meaning less. Uh, uh, but it bears no linguistic re- relation to mini or miniature. Minuscule. It's not minuscule, no matter how much logic would suggest. 
Oh, they have the actual F-U-C-H. Huh. Oh, they have the misspelling in the correct minuscule. Oh, there's a U where people would put an I. Okay. Okay, ingenious. Uh, it has an O, so you, ingenious, but add an O. Because if you're around a genius, you're probably saying, oh, you're a genius, eh? There you go. I-N-G-E-N-I-O-U-S. It's uh, so similar in sound and meaning that people, uh, and I guess it is hard if you're looking at it and you're dyslexic, you say ingenious, uh, ingenious. Uh, but I think maybe that's sacrilegious. My spelling has been considered sacrilegious. No chance in planet Earth I'd ever spell this word right. I wouldn't even get to incorrect spelling, but it's uh, S-A-C-R-I-L-E-G-I-O-U-S. Uh, oh, because people would put sacrilegious, uh, which totally makes sense. Uh, but it comes from sacrilege, not religious. Uh, oh, beautiful, beautiful writing, uh, Reader's Digest. I like this. Uh, uh, it came from Latin of sacred and legere, accommodate. Put an extra C up in there. AC, cause, cause, you know, extra comfort, accommodate. Extra comfort, A C C O M M O date, uh, accommodate. We did that one already, though. Oh, boy. Here's another good one. Orangutan. Orangutan. Uh, O-R-A-N-G-U-T-A-N. Beautiful. That's another one. Bornean primates. Uh, it's uh, uh, from Malay, uh, O-R-A-N-G, or for man or forest, uh, but it has been anglicized, uh, orangutan. Oh, hutan for forest, uh, oring for man and hutan for forest. I just want to thank all you for allowing me to be so mischievous, uh, and keep you company. Mischievous, uh, so this one, it, I, no chance of me smelling this one either. M-I-S-C-H-I-E-V-O-U-S, uh, makes me think of sous vide for some reason. Have you pronounced this world mischievous a whole bit? Uh, even maybe you pronounce it that way. It's correct, incorrect. It's mischievous, uh, chivos, uh, or something. I don't know. Mischief, uh, but that's our gubernatorial. So people usually do it with governor, but I say goober anyway. So goober and goober, tor, goober, I can't even say it. G-U-B-E-R-N-A-T-O-R-I-N. No, that's not correct. Uh, G-U-B-E, I was reading it off the thing, miscorrect, like uh, G-U-B-E-R-N-A-T-O-R-I-A-L. So the word governor, but no U-B or T in it. Uh, so where do we get this wacky thing? Uh it's uh, closer to governor than the uh, origin of the word. Uh, uh, both words come from Latin gubernator or governor. Acquiesce. I think we did acquiesce. Let's spell it one more time. Is that like I'd acquiesce uh, 
A-C-Q-U-I-E-S-C-E. I wish I was more conscientious uh, about the words I fall in love with. Uh, C-O-N-S-C-I-E-N-T-I-O-U-S. Maybe I could even put it together, some paraphernalia to give as a gift. Uh, P-A-R-A-P-H-E-R-N-A-L-I-A. Paraphernalia. Sounds like the end of it, like a, like a come online for words, paraphernalia. Uh, sorry, it's, uh, anana, amanama, anamam, anamatapia. O-N-O-M-A-T-O-P-O-E-I-A. O-N-O-M-A-T-O-P-O-E-I-A. It's a technique where a word mimics a sound. Like in a comic book, uh, or when Antonio Banderas is on the show and he says, uh, I think, uh, between eight vowels and the fact you only need half the letters to make the pia sound, uh, I'm going to onomatopoeia. You know, so let me just, uh, that's everything. I do want to apologize. I guess I got to make an apology to one word, uh, which I'll, I, I'll, I've embarrassed myself as an entrepreneur. Charcuterie? And that's not who I was in love with, though, was it? Uh, it wasn't epitome. It's gnawing at me. Oh, phlegm. I'm sorry, phlegm. It was gnawing at me, though, phlegm, that I uh, couldn't uh, remember you. But it's because, you, I mean, just your meaning is so contradictory to your, like, the way you sound and look. Uh, so I'm sorry I forgot you, Phlegm. I'm sure I won't. I'm sure I'll be paid back with extra Phlegm soon. But thanks so much, everybody. Thanks for letting me make an experimental episode. I think this went pretty well. So maybe we'll do more spelling soon. Uh, thanks and good night.